0: Radio. Fearfully and wonderfully made, a talk by Chris Barron at the Immaculate Mission School 2013, held in St. Thomas Becket Parish in Lewisham, Sydney. Who are you? When you look in a mirror, what do you see? I see Chris. 24, a Yankee, uh, a grad student, a Michigander, German Polish background, cradle Catholic. Sarah might see, you know, a twin, a Filipino. <laughs> Sister Simone and Ozzy from the Blue Mountains, a, a postulant. But then there's times where you look in the mirror and you see, hmm. I see puffy hair for me, I, I don't like my hair, my beard doesn't grow in all the way in places, skin and bones, where are the muscles, uh. but it's much more deeper than that. Who you are, you are made in the image and likeness of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, a son or daughter of the king, the father, a brother and sister in Christ, a child of Mary. You know, in Psalm 139, verses 13 through 14, For it was you who formed my inner parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. And in the Song of Solomon, 4-7, You are altogether beautiful, he tells us, my love. There is no flaw in you. So one of the things that I, I keep getting in my prayer life is that there's a true mirror, and it's right there right there in that tabernacle, right there on that cross. It's that love dying on the cross, that humility coming down in the form of bread, but yet all soul and divinity, body and blood of Christ. He is your true mirror. He is the one that you are to reflect, that you are to become. He is the one that, when you look in the mirror, in your bathroom, that you will see him when you look back. She is your mirror, Our Lady. That model of perfect discipleship, of the virtues. He is your model. He is your model. He is your model and mirror. And the dialogues, uh, it starts out, um, that's uh, the major work by St. Catherine of Siena, which is really a dialogue between her and the Heavenly Father. And it begins the soul who is lifted by a very great and yearning desire for the honor of God and the salvation of souls begins by exercising herself for a certain space of time in the ordinary virtues remaining in the cell of self-knowledge in order to know better the goodness of God's toward her. This she does because knowledge must precede love And only when she has attained love can she strive to follow and to clothe herself with the truth. But in no way does a creature receive such a taste of the truth or so brilliant a life therefrom as by means of humble and continuous prayer founded on knowledge of herself and of God. Because prayer exercising her in the above way unites with God the soul that follows the footprints of Christ crucified. And thus, by desire and affection and union of love, makes her another himself. We are to become another Christ. And we first then need to begin in self-knowledge, He's saying. We need to come to know who we are. And that is, that you are made in His image, that you are made in His likeness, that you are His son and daughter. And then from there, receiving His great love and His great mercy, moving on to love as well, and then clothing yourself in His truth. And as she says, that only comes about by the means of humble and continuous prayer, found in knowledge, where you are sitting in His presence, learning who you are, listening to his word. St. Teresa of Avila, she says that contemplative prayer, in my opinion, is nothing else than a close sharing between friends. It means taking time frequently to be alone with him who we know loves us. And the catechism then goes on in uh, paragraph 2, Thousand seven hundred fifteen. Contemplation is a gaze of faith fixed on Jesus. I look at Him, and He looks at me. This is what a certain peasant of ours uh, in the time of the Holy Cure, the uh, Saint John Vianney, used to say while praying before the tabernacle. This focus on Jesus is a renunciation of self. His gaze purifies our heart. The light of the countenance of Jesus illuminates the eyes of our hearts and touches us to see everything in the light of his truth and his compassion for all men. Contemplation also turns its gaze on the mysteries of the life of Christ. Thus, it learns the interior knowledge of our Lord, the more to love him and follow him. When we sit in his presence, we come to know who he is, so that we too can be like him. The Father Charles St. Catherine, If thou wilt arrive at a perfect knowledge and enjoyment of me, the eternal truth, that thou shouldst never go outside the knowledge of thyself, and by humbling thyself in the valley of humility, thou wilt know me and thyself, from which knowledge thou wilt draw all that is necessary. No virtue can have life in itself except through charity and humility, which is the foster mother and nurse of charity. In self-knowledge, then, thou wilt humble thyself, seeing that, in thyself, thou dost not even exist, for thy very being, as thou wilt learn, is derived from me, since I have loved both thee and others before you were in existence, and that through the ineffable love which I had for you, wishing to recreate you to grace, I have washed you and recreated you in the blood of my only begotten spilt with so great a fire of love. See what the love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. He keeps us in existence. You know, if if God wanted to, he could really say, Chris, gone. But in his infinite loving kindness and mercy, he allows me to continue to live and to continually seek and strive after him. He has redeemed me and he has called me to follow him in his charity and humility. Kind of in response, St. Catherine responds, What made you establish man in so great a dignity? Certainly the incalculable love by which you have looked on your creature in yourself. You are taken with love for her, for by love indeed you created her. By love you have given her a being capable of tasting your eternal good. He has so much love for you. So much love. I want you to close your eyes right now. And just listen to his words in scripture. Let him tell you who you are and who he is. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Gospel of Luke. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight. But even the hairs of your head are all counted. Do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Respond back to him. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have created, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them, yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor? Psalm 8. You can open your eyes now and and listen now to what he calls us to. The Father calls us to something in in the dialogues. Um, Realizing that we're not all created the same. And so he tells Catherine, I distribute the virtues quite diversely. I do not give them all of them to each person, but some to one, some to others. I shall give principally charity to one, justice to another, humility to this one, a living faith to that one. And so I have given many gifts and graces, both spiritual and temporal, With such diversity that I have not given everything to one single person. So that you may be constrained to practice charity towards one another. I have willed that one should need another and that all should be ministers in distributing the graces and gifts that they have received from me. The Lord is calling you to live in charity. He's calling you to share your gifts that you have received from one another. From Him, to share to one another. Again, listen to the scriptures. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, St. Paul writes, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. The Lord Himself tells us, you know, which commandment is the first of all? The scribe asked. Jesus answered, The first is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. To be Christian is to be counter cultural. You have to be not of this world. St. Paul tells us in Romans 12.2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I know that I have a lot of things that I have not conformed yet into Christ. And these last two quotes from a book that I was reading really really struck me and I think they're they're words that we all need to hear, especially in this time, in this time of our culture where the world is taking over And he is being pushed back, and back, and back. And so, without a constant growth, and striving to be ever more Catholic, a man, or a family, or a community, will slowly succumb to the powerful influence of secular society. Catholicism is not meant to be an easy, comfortable religion, nor are its inheritance meant to be smug and complacent. If a family's core values are truly Catholic, that family will be unavoidably countercultural. He didn't say it was going to be easy, but yet he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But at the same time, later on, he says, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And so... Kathleen goes on and talks about a lot of different topics. One of the most famous quotes, if you were what you are meant to be, you would set the world afire. So set the world afire with his love through sitting in humble and continuous prayer with him. (laughs) Let me tell you. That is one of the hardest things for me. Is to sit in his presence and let him just burn in me. Burn away the things that are not of him to make me more like him. And so, remember this. That one must understand that one can never be Too Catholic. For the more Catholic a man is, the more conformed to Christ he is. That was Chris Barron with Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. For more talks from the Immaculata Mission School 2013, visit cradio.org.au.